0: Welcome to Lighting Your Way, a podcast featuring exciting, hilarious, heartbreaking, terrifying and joyful stories of real nurse advocates helping real patients get the best health care. Hi, I'm Nurse Betty Long. Each week, I and one of my nurse colleagues at Guardian Nurses will take you behind the curtain to help you better navigate the healthcare care system when you or a loved one is sick or injured. Today we are joined by Jeanette Meredith, another one of our amazing nurses working as a mobile care coordinator for a large client in New Jersey. One of the oft heard comments among my nursing colleagues at Guardian Nurses when we are all sharing case stories is you cannot make this stuff up. We say this because while we are well aware of the complexities of navigating the healthcare system on a good day, we are still amazed when we get cases that test even our imagination and creativity. Today's episode is a shining example of a story that we just couldn't have made up, honest. Jeanette will share a story that speaks to the importance of being very cautious of buying potions, lotions, and drugs on the internet. Jeanette Meredith, welcome to the Lighting Your Way podcast. I cannot wait for you to share your story with our audience. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, Betty. Um. Glad to finally get my shot at being on the podcast. It's been so much fun listening to the previous episodes. I got to admit, though, my story might just,
0: as they say, take the cake. All right. I love a good competition and a good idiom, and take the cake ranks right up there. So what makes your story so interesting?
1: So this story highlights the caution that everyone should have when buying healthcare items online. Uh, We've become a society that does a lot of online shopping, including shopping for food, drugs, and healthcare needs. And while that may be very convenient, particularly in the last year, it's not always the safe thing to do, especially when we're talking about drugs or healthcare supplies.
0: Yeah, you know, it's amazing to me, Jeanette, that you can buy pretty much anything online. Um, I remember years ago when people were just starting to buy drugs, you know, routine maintenance drugs like blood pressure medicine or cholesterol medicine from Canada, because usually the drugs were much less expensive. You know, unlike the United States, Canada and most other industrialized countries impose um, price restrictions and limit what pharmacies can charge for a drug. Um, there is an example uh, the cost of a brand name medication sold in Toronto can be as much as 55% less than what the identical drug is sold for just across Lake Ontario in Rochester, New York. Same drug, made in Ireland, shipped to Canada and the U.S., and yet a big price difference. So I think we have a lot to unpack about this topic. Um, But before we do, let me ask a little bit about you. Uh Uh-oh. No, don't know. Nothing to worry about. Uh, I know that our listeners enjoy hearing about how each of us go into nursing as a career. And you have been a nurse since 1996, 25 years. Congratulations. Um, Talk a little bit about what made you pursue nursing way back when.
1: So I was very close to my grandparents growing up. Um, And my grandfather's health was not great. Uh, He was hospitalized multiple times during my childhood. Um, He had three strokes and several heart attacks. Uh, And each time he would be admitted to the ICU. Uh, And when I visited, you know, I would see how the nurses cared for him and they were so calm and confident. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, each time he was admitted, I really grew to respect the nursing profession even more than the time before. Um, So leading up, to high school graduation and it was time to make a decision of you know, what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, um, <laughs> which is not easy when you know, you're right, 18, 18 years old.
0: Right,
1: right. Um, I decided that I wanted to be a nurse so that I could make a difference for patients and their families when they were you know, going through really difficult times in their lives.
0: Oh, good. Did uh, grandpa live close?
1: He did. We actually um, lived with my grandparents for part of my uh, childhood, my mom being a single mom. So, you know, they were really big influences in our lives and, you know, um, we were super close. So, um, you know, we were right there and, you know, going through this experience, you know, with my grandparents each time. Good.
0: Good. That's great. It's an intergenerational household, as we say. Um, So after 25 years, what gets you out of bed each day with a spring in your step, hopefully?
1: So, uh, Betty, I have to say that my role as a nurse advocate has really re-energized my love of nursing. Um, As nurses, we are problem solvers, and and we always want to fix everything uh, for our patients and our families. So Um, this role really empowers me to make a big difference in my members' lives every day, and it's so very rewarding.
0: Yeah, you know, Jeanette, you do a great job uh, for your patients, and um, I know that you've changed a lot of lives over there. Um, Thank you for that. Um, So let me ask you to introduce your story.
1: Okay, sure. So um, I met this member a while back uh, when he was hospitalized. Um, so part of my role as a mobile care coordinator is to check in with my patients who are admitted to the hospital. There's so much going on in hospitals. Uh, so many people are in and out of the patient's rooms uh, and sometimes communication with the patient is affected. Yeah. So yeah, so I visit each patient just to make sure that they understand their care, their treatment is on track uh, and that their discharge plan is safe and appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I visited this man.
0: And and how are things going for him?
1: Well, he had recently been diagnosed with cancer, so he mm-hmm. was hospitalized uh, for a complication related to that. Okay. Um, but you know, through our conversation, I d- discovered he also had diabetes and um, was just recently started on long-acting insulin for uncontrolled blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, his blood sugars were staying pretty high which is not good and can cause more complications. So his physician added a different insulin in the hopes that the combination would better control his blood sugar.
0: And and was this while he was in the hospital?
1: No, his hospitalization was brief uh, and then he was discharged home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because of my role as a care coordinator, I continued to support him though uh, as I wanted to make sure he stayed out of the hospital.
0: Yeah, good plan. Um, So what, what did that support look like when he was out?
1: Uh, I was a little uncomfortable with how his diabetes was being managed. Uh, His blood sugars weren't all that good. uh, But over the months I was working with him, you know, I could tell that he was set in his ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that wasn't working well because it was impacting his health as it related to his diabetes.
0: Yeah, not a good uh, quality to have. (laughs) Um, What was your suggestion to him at the time?
1: I suggested that he see an endocrinologist, which is a doctor who specializes in treating diabetes as well as other endocrine-related diseases. It's not that the primary care doctors can't manage a diabetic patient, but there are times, like with this patient, uh, that I thought it'd be, a, it'd be good to have an endocrinologist weigh, on, weigh in on his treatment plan.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. And sometimes, you know, you just need that second set of eyes. Was he, was he open to that suggestion?
1: Not exactly. Uh, <laughs> even with the addition, you know, of a second insulin, his blood sugars were not stabilizing. Um, but okay. he had been seeing his primary care doctor for a long time. He was very comfortable with him, and I appreciated that. But I thought another set of eyes on his treatment plan would certainly be helpful.
0: Yeah, as I said before, I think it's always helpful. Uh, it Doesn't hurt, and after all, two heads are better than one. And certainly in this case, with your patient's blood sugar still kind of erratic and not stabilized, I think um, it was a good idea for you to suggest an endocrinologist.
1: Yeah, I really thought so. Um, eventually, I did get him to agree to at least an evaluation, a consultation with the endocrinologist. Great.
0: And how did that go?
1: Well, before we got to the consultation... Uh-oh. Uh, he and I were talking on the phone, uh, and he mentioned that he was occasionally using diabetic patches, oh. which I had never heard of, um, that he <laughs> bought online from a website.
0: Oh, boy. and Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Okay>.
1: yes. <laughs> oh, Now, don't get me wrong. I was <laughs> glad that he shared that with me, uh, but I was kind of surprised that with all the trouble he had managing his medication... He would go you know out onto the internet to buy an unknown product
0: yeah um how did he explain the diabetic patch
1: well i asked him how it was supposed to help him and he said i'm not sure because the writing on the package is in chinese and russian
0: (laughs) oh jeez okay wow
1: yeah wow is right Uh, after I gently asked him to stop using the patch uh, until we could see and talk with the endocrinologist, Um, I asked him to send me a picture of the package. And sure enough, I couldn't read it either. Uh, (laughs) The only words I could read were diabetic patch and reduced blood sugar. Uh, The rest of the words were in a language that looks like Russian.
0: Wow. Um, Were there any instructions on the packet that you could understand?
1: No, no, not at all. Uh, but after I asked him again to stop using them until we could review them with the endocrinologist, I told him I'd do some of my own research and get back to him.
0: And Okay, good move. What did you find?
1: I did find them listed online and couldn't believe how the product was described. So first of all, in the brief description of the product, it said diabetic patch, natural herb, balanced glucose content, Blood sugar stabilizes diabetes, (laughs) plaster patches, Chinese medical. And I don't even know, you know, that doesn't even make any sense. Uh, I was listed for $3, which makes it very, you know, interesting, I'm sure, for patients. Yeah. Um, It was marked down from $20. uh, And there were six reviews uh, on this diabetic patch for an average of three and a half stars.
0: Wow such a bargain right that description is crazy but at least he got a bargain
1: (laughs) yeah not so much a bargain you know especially if you're playing with your diabetes um so i dug a little further and found usage instructions
0: oh i can't wait to hear this
1: well it's a lot so stay with me okay first it says the shelf life is two years okay then it says external use only
0: good for a patch Okay, so far so good. <laughs> but I guess, I guess they just want to make sure that it's, you know, do not ingest, right? Keep yes, it on your, yeah.
1: yes. So next it says, wash navel area with warm water, open the pouch, take patch out, stick it on the navel, and one patch can be used for two to three days.
0: <laughs> stick the patch on your belly button for two to three days. That's crazy.
1: Yes. uh, The package did recommend, however, that the efficacy will slow down over time. So it is better to use one piece for 8 to 12 hours a day, then remove it and clean your skin.
0: (laughs) I won't say I can't believe it because uh, I'm assuming you're reading this right off the pouch, but dare I ask, were there any other instructions? I mean, did it mention what the ingredients were?
1: Uh, As far as ingredients, yes. A lot of herbs, which... I won't even try to pronounce every letter of the alphabet. <laughs> so also on the package was a description that said, 100% authentic, work fast, good efficacy. This product is very famous in China as the adjuvant therapy. Effective in treatment with no side effect. And then it said, it was an herbal treatment for diabetes. We'll focus on regulating the circulation of blood and key, and balancing the organ systems to improve pancreatic function and address internal heat and the depletion of fluids.
0: Wow. That, I don't even know what that means, internal heat. <laughs> um, this, this still does not sound like it's a good idea. Well, I will say that
1: there were several notes, too, on the package, which I was initially relieved to read, sort of.
0: <laughs> and, and what did those say, pray tell?
1: After using diabetic patch, if you're taking other chemical medicine, please do not stop it. Please measure blood sugar every day and record it.
0: Okay, that sounds perfectly appropriate, thankfully. But you said initially relieved. What else was there?
1: Unfortunately, the very next note read 80% patients after using 2 to 3 weeks later, blood sugar will be reduced, then reduce chemical medicine slowly step by step. Finally, Uh-oh. That can stop other medicine.
0: Oh, no. Okay. Now we're getting into dangerous territory, suggesting uh, to a patient that they reduce their chemical medicine, right? Even if it's slowly, step by step. I, suggesting that they can stop the medicine, that's not good. That is not good at all.
1: Exactly. Fortunately, they did list some contraindications, which were skin damage, allergy, children, uh, pregnant and nursing women.
0: Well, that's a relief. At least we don't, don't have to worry about them.
1: <laughs> that's right. Uh, I kind of understand why these supposed quick fixes are out there. You know, Managing diabetes can be a challenge. You need to watch what you eat. If you need insulin, like my patient did, you have to stick your finger, check your blood sugar, and give yourself insulin injections several times a day. Right. But there is new technology that's wonderful. Some patients, Some diabetic patches um, can make it easier and more convenient to live with the condition, but not all of these patches are good ideas. The patches that you can trust Mm -hmm. deliver insulin through your skin. Like you'd get with a shot. Uh, You can also trust the sensors that you can wear that keep tabs on your blood sugar levels. The FDA has tested and approved them, you know, to be sure that they're safe for people. The non-prescription diabetic patch that my patient bought online is very different. It claims to treat symptoms with a mix of herbs delivered through your skin. There's no good evidence that this type of patch works. In fact, there's very little research on it and it's not FDA approved.
0: I absolutely agree, Jeanette. Um, Buying products online, especially drugs or herbal products can hurt, you know, rather than help. And I, Uh, The World Health Organization found that more than half of the drugs sold online and by places that do not show a physical address were fake. Uh, Medicines that you buy online from sources that are not regulated can be either too strong or too weak. And unfortunately, the people selling online have one goal, to make money. And they often focus on medicines or treatments that are in demand. And with 10% of the world's population and uh, last count, that was 422 million people having diabetes. That is a huge market, right? Um, so what about drugs? I know that your patient wasn't buying his insulin on y- online yet, uh, but what suggestions do you have for uh, people who may be shopping for their drugs?
1: Well, we've come a long way, I think, when it comes to patients, you know, being able to shop for drugs. What I know is that it's always good to shop around. Like with other things you're buying, it takes some energy, uh, but if you're going to be on the medication for a while, it may be worth it financially. What we know is that even in retail, the cost of a drug can vary widely from pharmacy to pharmacy. So when you're shopping online, compare costs. Mm -hmm. Some large drugstore chains have websites that offer savings. Uh, And the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy has a good consumer website which among other things offers information about safe drug disposal, safe use, and buying safely. Mm -hmm. The URL is https colon slash slash safe dot pharmacy.
0: Yeah, that's a good resource. Um, uh, The National Association of Boards of Pharmacy, I think that is uh, a nonprofit organization that works uh, with state boards of pharmacy right, to protect the public health. Um, Besides potentially lower costs, right, buying medicines over the internet can make life a lot easier, right, especially for folks with limited mobility or in rural areas. Um, I think Amazon, isn't isn't Amazon going to be delivering medicines by drone soon, or maybe they already have, Uh, but has often been said, right, let the buyer beware, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. Um, Unfortunately, and I know this might seem hard to believe, there are lots of dishonest online drug stores and it can be hard to tell the honest ones from the dishonest ones. So you need to be very careful when you're buying medicines online. Um, Do you have any suggestions Jeanette for how someone could safely buy drugs online?
1: Yes, I think that using online pharmacies recommended by the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy is a good place to start. Uh based on information I read on their website, uh nearly ninety-five percent of websites offering prescription only drugs online are operating illegally.
0: Oh, ninety-five percent? That that is not a good stat. <laughs> no. Ninety-five percent. Wow. Okay. So that's that's not a good stat. Um what other suggestions uh can you offer for folks to be safe?
1: Well, I want to caution our listeners to not trust an online drug store if, one, the website doesn't ask you for a prescription. Uh, 89% of illegal online pharmacies reviewed by NABP did not require a prescription for the sale of prescription-only medicine. So make sure they're asking you for a prescription. Uh, Two, the drugstore isn't a licensed pharmacy. In the U.S. and Canada, pharmacies are licensed by individual state or provincial governments. Uh, Three, the online drugstore doesn't have a licensed pharmacist available to answer your questions. And four, uh, the website isn't secure. This means that any information you type in, your address, your credit card number, could be read and used by anyone who comes across it. Secure websites use special tools to encrypt your information. They turn it into a code that other people can't read. Uh, And you can tell a website is secure if the URL or the web address begins with HTTPS rather than just HTTP.
0: Yeah, I noticed that the website that you gave for the uh, safe pharmacy did have a HTTPS in it. So that's good. Yes. Good, uh, Good tips, Jeanette. Thank you. I am sure that it is a jungle out there on the internet when it comes to buying drugs. Very important, uh, very important to be safe. Uh, so, so given your story and all that we've discussed, what one piece of advice would you offer for our listeners?
1: I think if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. It's you know, very important to be open and honest with your healthcare team about all of the medication that you're taking and that includes over-the-counter medications and supplements, even vitamins. Okay. Drug interactions happen all the time and can have serious side effects. Yeah. So ask your care team, your primary care doctor, your specialist, your nurse practitioner, and even your pharmacist to research your list of medications to identify any potential interactions to keep you safe.
0: Yeah, and if it, I, I love that. If something seems too good to be true, it probably is. When something is $3... <laughs> As opposed to you know twenty and you're supposed to wear it on your navel, it seems uh, might too good to be true I'm not sure. Um, as I said in my opening remarks, I think uh, this was this was one of the you cannot make this stuff up stories I think um, I think it's a very important lesson. I hope your patient stays on track with his medication and he stays away from uh, untested treatments online.
1: me too, betty I'll let you know in a couple of months.
0: Yeah, hopefully send them to a couple of different websites. Maybe send them to the National Association of yes. Pharmacy. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, this is our fun question for all of our guests, Jeanette. You've heard it before. Um, It's been over one year uh, since the COVID-19 pandemic changed our world. Uh, but now that you've been vaccinated, what do you look forward to doing this summer?
1: Betty, I miss going to concerts and listening to live music. I have... <laughs> Just recently, last week, purchased tickets to two concerts, uh, one later in the summer and one in the fall, and I'm so excited. Can't wait to go.
0: And, and are you going to tell us what concerts they are?
1: Sure. I'm a big yeah. country music fan, so okay. I am seeing Luke Bryan in August and okay. Eric Church in October.
0: And are, where are they at? Are they indoors or outdoors?
1: The August concert is outdoors uh, in Camden and the october concert is going to be indoors at the wells fargo center
0: wow oh great something to look forward to right yay
1: (laughs) i am i'm i'm counting the days
0: (laughs) well thank you i hope you have a great time i'm sure i'll i'm sure i'll hear about the concert but i want to thank you uh for taking time to join me today and for sharing that you can't make this stuff up story i um i do think that we've shared some information that will be helpful uh, to our listeners. So thanks for, thanks again, Janet. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Betty. I enjoyed it too.
0: Yeah. Take care. If you have any questions that you would like us to address in a future episode, please email us at podcast at guardian nurses.com. That email again is podcast at guardian nurses.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find the Lighting Your Way podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a review. You can learn all about Guardian Nurses Healthcare Advocates on our website, guardiannurses.com. So until next time, find some joy in your life, pet all the good doggies and kitties, and remember to tell your people that you love them. Take care.